great guest tonight, Garrett from Mission Roll Call. They're out there doing a lot of great stuff for the veteran community. And without further ado, Garrett, welcome to the show. Thanks so much for having me. This is awesome. It is great, man. And you know what I love about these shows now is I do a pre-interview most of the time and we get to chat and we get to know each other before we just jump right in yeah. and start interrogating you. <laughs> Put you on the box. I'm like, hey, so Garrett, tell me about, you know, what was the time you did at 18 years old? It was a yeah. food party and uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you didn't do those kind of stuff. So you went, you went to West Point, right? I did. I did. I, uh, as a, as 18 years old, uh, went to the United States military Academy. First, first time I, uh, moved from my home in Indianapolis, Indiana. West point cavalry. Was that your first choice? It was, uh, I branched, I chose armor. Um, cavalry is a sub branch of armor. Mm-hmm. And, um, at West point branch night, you all sit, um, you, you open an envelope and, and you find out what branch you got. And you have to rank order all the branches in the army and according to your class rank, which is your academics, your physical grade, and your military grade, that's you get your first choice or not. And so I was mediocre at best, frankly, at West Point, but I ended up um, getting armor because they want you to go to the combat arms. So I got armor, and then I was assigned to a cavalry unit. So I ended up being in the cavalry for my eight and a half, almost nine years uh, active duty. I didn't realize you were in it for that long. Wow, man. I actually I had an eight-year break in service, and then I joined the reserves. And as of yesterday morning, I, I found out in an email that I made major. So I am now uh, congratulations. Years are colonel, and I am you know, <laughs> Captain Cathcart for a really long time. I know what that's like. I was IRR. I got recalled in 0506 for a nice oh, wow. month tour to uh, beautiful uh, Fort Benning, Camp Shelby, Mississippi during Katrina. Holy cow! In the Kuwait for a little while, and then off to Iraq. So. Oh wow. Thank you, U.S. Army, from former captain <laughs> Jason Piccolo. <laughs> but yeah, it was, you know what? It was a great experience for me because it, it, it got me back into the veteran mindset. Sure. What does that mean? It means, hey, you know what? I did the, the pre-9-11 enlisted guy in the 90s. But then later on, having that experience of getting recalled out of the civilian life, going to war, coming back, and having to understand what the veteran community goes through kind of helps out with being a podcast host of the protectors, which is all encompassing when it comes to those who, those protectors out there. Yeah. And that's one thing I really wanted to have you on a show for was a talk about mission roll call, because what you were telling me was before the show was that 20 million veterans don't belong to a, a veteran service organization or have any affiliation with the department of veterans affair. That's a big number. And Mission Roll Call is trying to get out there to these individual veterans. So let's talk about that. Yeah, sure. Uh, um, you know, of you know, as we know, the one percent of the population serves, right? And so there's just under you know different numbers, but diff- just around you know 19 million veterans in the country. Uh, and of those, 48 uh, percent are not members of any veteran service organization or the VA itself, right? So there, you know, almost half of all veterans are in the veteran space or in veteran, you know, organizations that influence policy. So, you know, when we were thinking about what Mission Rural was about and why, why we started it, it was if half of American veterans aren't even in the room, how do we have a real conversation about issues and policies that affect us? Right. Um, and there's a lot of reasons why, you know, there, everyone knows the big six, the legacy VSOs that are on Capitol Hill the, and they do great work, but you know, the VFWs, the legions, the DAVs, the Vietnam veterans of America, um, a lot of post 9-11 veterans aren't joining in droves and there's a lot of reasons for that um but you know how do we make our voices heard and, and for for me it was how do we make it more accessible 
and how do you lower the barriers, right? Short of reading bills and calling your congressman, which a lot of folks don't have the time for. Um, how do we how do we kind of open the aperture to get more people involved and just learning about what's important to them and what they think about certain things that are that are happening policy wise? And so, obviously, in this day and age, a lot of that relies on technology and social media and email and things like you know, frankly, this podcast is great because people can watch and learn about things. So, you know, the idea was just over a year ago. Um, you know, sitting out uh, in Montana, Franklin on a fire with a with a guy who who was a Medal of Honor recipient, and so he had had some experiences and a a nonprofit leader, another guy who was a funder, just happened to we'd be around one fire. We were kind of lamenting about there's no one really speaking for us or all the other folks that we know, right? Because none of us are in these other organizations. And you know, I think we started talking about Instagram and and all these folks with, with followers and all these things. And you know, I was like, well, why don't we do something with you know veterans and policy around around a grassroots digital movement, right? And so that was an idea that um, you know a year and a half ago has turned into mission roll call. We just broke a million um, members uh, in social media and email uh, sign up. So it's been a wild ride, but um, you know, we're just, we're just getting started too. You brought up two good points. Well, you brought up a ton of good points in there, but two things really hit me time and accessibility. Not everybody has time to go hang with the VSO at the, at the local VFW lodge for a meeting or to be really into it. No, no issue with the VFW. If you have the, the bandwidth and you could do it, accessibility is the other thing. There might be not, there might not be a lodge that's near you. The lodge might meet, meet at a certain time. You can't get to it. The thing is maybe veterans have issues. Maybe they have a point that they really want to get across, but they don't want to be dead set joined. Hey, you know what? I'm going to be part of one of these VSOs. That's who I'm going to do or die for. They want their voice heard. They want to get it out there, leave them alone after that. You and I were talking about it before about introverts and extroverts. Sure. You and I, we could probably talk all day long about anything <laughs> on a podcast, yeah. on live or anything. But there is a, a big proportion of people who just want to get their issues addressed and they want it done. They don't want the BS that goes with social media. They don't want this. They don't want that. You want to send me an email? Cool. I will respond to it. And that's a great thing about email. It's not just everybody's not on Instagram, Facebook, and all the other yeah. social media platforms. Good old-fashioned email. You know, and that's, you know, I got a few folks we work that I said, we got to meet folks where they're at, right? And so, you know, like right now, there's a pretty important bill that the Senate has passed, you know, the House is thinking about called Senate Bill 785. Uh, and it's got, a, it's 110 pages long, and it's got a lot of great things in there about community grants and, and, and nonprofits helping veterans and on and on biomarkers and TBI, post-traumatic growth. But who's going to read a 110-page bill? When you got a life to, to lead and, and, and you've got families to raise and, and you're out there um, in your career. And so if we can kind of distill down, hey, this is what this bill says, and then we tell you, ask you what you think, be a, a very small poll. This is what it says. What do you think, A, B, C, D? Then we understand what the veteran community is saying. Then we can, then we can go and talk to Congress people about it right so um it's really about a platform if we can educate you you know our community on on what's going on what the issues are what what you know legislators are considering and then asking you what you think and now we can take what you think and go back to legislators right so it's a simple idea it's not necessarily easy to do um but we're making progress right so uh, we just sent out a tweet um actually the first thing it was a petition um pretty broad 
asking, you know, Congress in a, in a bicameral nonpartisan way to, to take on veteran suicide, which, you know, just to kind of show that we're growing, we have over 200,000 signatures from all 50 states. So we really got noticed by both the House and Senate VA standing committees, uh, which was kind of the first big thing we did. And now we're looking at 785 and we hope to bring out, bring out constant very shortly to educate people on it and then ask what they think about it. Grassroots brother. Exactly. It's got to be a ripple effect. You get 200,000 signatures. Maybe those people will talk to someone else. Maybe they spread the word. So much of this is grassroots nowadays. So many people want to, a tweet is great. You're going to get to a good audience and they're going to pass it on. But you and I both know Twitter can be a, a two edged sword. Sure. But the other thing too, is if you messaging is key, if you get the right message to the right people and because you have that many signatures, Someone wants to take advantage of it in a bipartisan way, do it. Get this legislation passed, if that makes sense. Absolutely. Um, and the more, right, the more that we learn about things, the more we ask our constituents, our audience, our members, choose your, your word there, the people that listen to Miss Roll Call, you know, we're, we're giving them a way to communicate via us to legislators, right? And so, um, you know, we're, we're also trying to raise veteran issues and the, we're look, we're in an election cycle, right? Presidential and otherwise. Uh, and so we want to see candidates and those already in office talking about everything from, you know, burn pit exposure to veteran suicide to VA reform. Um, because if you're going to get people to continue to sign up and serve in the military and then the narrative around veterans predominantly is they're broken, they need fixing, they all have a stress. Um, we need candidates to talk about it, which brings me to another point, right? A lot of what we do is through storytelling. We travel the country. We talk to veterans around the country because we want the rest of the country to understand that veterans uh, are not broken, right? We are assets to the community. We, we go back and serve in a myriad of ways. Many veterans come back and become law enforcement officers in our communities, right, to, to keep us safe and firefighters and EMTs. And so um, – the other kind of side of the coin between policy is is defining and, and telling the story of the vet, veteran narrative to the rest of the country of, you know, you want veterans in your community. You want them teaching in your schools. You want them coaching, you know, little league teams and, and volunteering, right? Because that's what veterans seek to do is serve a cause higher than themselves. So um, it is about telling that story because um, at the end of the day, we want our next generation to sign up and serve in the military. We want our best to serve. Because uh, in some ways it's a it's a national security issue, right? If everyone loves the military, which has a great reputation, but veterans sometimes I think don't share that reputation. You, you serve in this amazing institution and we venerate you, but when you take off the uniform, now something's wrong with you, right? Which doesn't add up. So, you know, just going traveling the country and you know um, talking to folks who have served and, and what's important to them and their story and, and just telling it on a large scale. Well, that's one thing I wanted to get into was the uh, mission roll call, the slash or hashtag MRC be a leader program. Sure. That was, you know, obviously we're in the middle of, of, of a COVID-19 pandemic. And that means, I mean, it's been a roller coaster, right? Ever since it, it happened of, of uncertainty, ambiguity, chaos, fear. And so while we're sitting at home, I live in Atlanta, Georgia. It kind of dawned on me. Wow. Hey, this is what we do. Veterans lead in times of chaos, ambiguity, uncertainty, and fear, right? And they, they don't necessarily know what's going to happen, but they just kind of keep charging forward and serving and leading. And so a lot of great veterans, you know, and I called, I made up the name Vet Liberty, right? Um, they, famous veterans that people listen to, and you know who they are. But 
and I, and I know a couple of them. Uh, I said, Hey, do you mind taking a nice, uh, an iPhone selfie video? I'm just like, Hey, what's going on, what you're doing and how you're staying sane. And, um, you know, it's just meant to be a small, a small campaign. And it was, you know, the, the hashtag was be a leader because that's we're leading and veterans want to go do things. But in, in a lot of ways, it's part of what you're doing is staying home, but it really took off. Right. Cause then they started challenging each other. Right. Um, Medal of Honor recipient ch- challenging the Medal of Honor recipient and then Navy SEAL challenged over the Navy SEAL. And then, you know, regular veterans like me got involved. Um, and really it was just inspiring to see these messages of, of, Hey, we've been here before we got a lead from the front, you know, all the lessons that we've learned while serving, uh, you know, the calm and steady kind of servant leadership still coming through. Right. And, and, we got a lot of messages back from from even the rest of America, civilian America, just saying, "Hey, thank you." I show this to my son or daughter; they really loved it. They look up to you guys, and I don't know. That really was inspiring to for me to see is is um, veterans from across the country sharing messages of inspiration, hope, and leadership, and and Americans really listening and, and encouraging them. You definitely need to bridge that gap, the civilian military veteran gap. And having messages like that come from different perspectives, like you said, from the regular uh, soldier to the Medal of Honor recipient to war heroes, to just common, you know, veterans, you know, that's what people want to hear. They want to hear real stories from real people. And that's what needs to be out there. And that's where you find true leadership values. Mm-hmm. And you're just like, oh, you know what? Huh. If he could do it, she could do it. So can I. Absolutely. I mean, leading by example, it's it's a cliche in the military for a reason, because it's truth, right? So, yep. absolutely, absolutely. So, how can we support Mission Roll Call? You know, and we're, we're talking about this. It, it's a grassroots movement, right? And so, a lot of folks ask how to support, um, and I, it's sign up and, and, and let us hear your voice, right? So, with, it's whether it's the website missionrollcall.org, and you sign up to get our newsletter, which we put out information and ask you your, your opinion on things. Whether it's following us on social media, um, but really, it's it's giving us your opinion. If you're a veteran or a veteran family member, right? We're not just, you know, you can join if you're a family member veteran. We care what you think. We also care what our Gold Star families think, right? So that, that's a population that we serve. Um, so sign up, right? We're, we're not asking for your money. We're just asking for your, a bit of your time and what you think uh, and what's important to you. Yeah, I always tell people, you don't always have to give money. Right. You can share, you could like, you could just help people. And it's it's sounds so simple. Like that all, like that's, that's, that's bigger than in a lot of cases your money, right? Because it's yeah. when you say, "Hey, these these folks are doing good work. You sh- you should follow them or give them some time." That's how you grow, right? And that mm-hmm. and our strength is in our numbers, right? And and then we can have all the money in the world, but if no one is participating and giving other yeah. time and and opinion, then it doesn't mean anything. And you know, a dollar compared to the a dollar from a normal person compared to a thousands or and thousands of dollars from a main donor. I would ask a normal everyday person to save your money and invest in yourself and then help us share the message. That's, that's kind of my, my key when it comes to nonprofits. No, I, I agree. We are, we are a nonprofit. We are a program of a larger nonprofit called America's Warriors Partnership, uh, which is the platinum guys to our nonprofit's been around for a while. Um, and I love that we're a part of them because they're, they offer one of the programs is called the network, which is just a national collection of really great veteran resources. And so, you know, we're, we're probably, storytelling and policy focus, but inevitably people come to us and they say, I need help with this. I, my roof is caving in my VA benefits, this, whatever. Uh, instead of saying, I, well, we don't do that. Sorry. Right. Cause a lot of mm-hmm. veterans 
people that every time they go anywhere for help or services or, or anything, I connect them to the network. And within a day, that human being calls them and says, hey, wow. where do you live? You know, we've gotten folks all kinds of stuff from paperwork resolved. To, so it's it's an incredible partnership. Um, but to your point earlier, you know, someone someone stops and hey, I'm retired on fixed income, but I'd love to help you. How much money do you need? I'm I said, we don't need your money. I, I love your support, but tell your friends, right? Yeah. Um, to, to, to join and tell us what's important to them and what, and what we can start working on. It. We all know when it comes to policy, it's in the numbers. You know, the dollars come from all those other other areas in the world, but it all comes down to numbers. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, it, that's when you get people to listen, right? It is a, you know, I call it a digital grassroots movement. When you have big numbers, you're hard to ignore. Right. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, we're going to do a get out the vote campaign, because if you're a veteran, I think you should vote. Everyone should vote. But veterans are a unique population that, that have done some very special things, one of which is volunteering to support and to defend the Constitution up to including your own yeah. life. Right. And so you should probably participate in that democracy that you defended. Um, and also when we talk about all these policy issues, the real I mean, it's an obligation, obviously, of our, of our government and nation to take care of veterans. But when you vote, I mean, that's when that's the power that you have over the elected officials, right, to influence them. So uh, we don't care who you vote for. You should register and vote. Absolutely, brother. Vote. That's sometimes that's the only power you have. Do it. And that's a way to make your voice heard. Right. Which is what we're all about. Absolutely. Well, Garrett, I appreciate you coming on today, man. And how can we find you? Uh, we are on uh, the internet at missionrollcall.org. Uh, same at Instagram, Mission Roll Call, M I S S I O N R O L L C A L L, uh, and Twitter and Facebook. Um, we have a little different content on all, all platforms. Um, but we're looking forward to, to, see, to seeing all of y'all join Mission Roll Call and, and tell us what you think we should be working on. And then we'll tell you, ask you what you think about it, and we'll take that to, to policymakers. Absolutely, brother. And don't forget, hashtag Mike Romeo Charlie, be a leader. Exactly. exactly. Thanks, thanks so I can much. even do my phonetic alphabet still. So it's awesome. <laughs> I got it. Choose a letter. I'll tell you what it means. <laughs> thanks a lot, Gary. All right. Thank you so much.